Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Basically, I'm going to go over a few tips for a game I play with my wife and lots of other friends called Pokemon Go. Now, if you're a Pokemon Go player, then you know, probably will know all these tips, or you might not. Um, and then they might help you out. If you're someone who's never played it, uh, briefly, Pokemon Go is, if you've heard of the Pokemon, or if you've ever played any of the Game Boy Pokemons, it involves those little critters called Pokemon. And it's a phone game where you go and basically search out for these little creatures wherever they're at called Pokemon. That's for the people who don't know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And the way you can... uh, the way the developers try to get you to spend money is sometimes if you run out of Pokeballs, you can buy more Pokeballs. Or you can buy uh, special packages that give you things that are such as raid passes or basically incubators because you get eggs for free. And uh, I'll try to talk a little, briefly a little bit about those before going to my tips. Um, basically... The Pokeballs, there's a way around it, which everyone knows. Uh, you can just spin any Pokestop or gym. And then usually they will, when you spin it, it will provide you with free Pokeballs and other items that you might need in catching Pokemon. So unless you live in some place truly isolated or don't travel much, you won't really need to spend money at all to buy Pokeballs because all you have to do is find a place that has stops or gyms and just uh, go around a couple times and you'll wind up uh, with a pretty good amount of Pokeballs to catch the Pokemon. Um, as far as incubators go, um, when you spend these stops or gyms, they will randomly shoot out an egg. An egg is something that you have to put in an incubator, which you get one for free, and you can hold up to nine. So if you have nine eggs, you'll have to use this one incubator nine times or if you're impatient and you just want to see what's in all those eggs you can get some other incubators temporary ones for purchase if you want and basically the more you have incubating the more pokemon you'll hatch out of those eggs some of those pokemon only come from the eggs so uh, if you are wanting specific pokemon and you wanted to have an egg it might be worth purchasing some sort of incubator pack. Um, And then there's raid passes. Um, There's uh, packs that include raid passes. And basically raid passes are uh, some raids you can do by yourself, which is a one star or or there's a two, level two, a level three. Uh, Usually uh, one person, no matter what level, can do... Well, I won't say no matter what level. As long as you're at least in your 30s or even in the late 20s, that's the level of your character. Uh, If you're like a level 26 or 30, you should be able to do a one-star, maybe even a two-star solo. But when you get to the three and four, you you have to be higher to increase your odds of not needing more people. Uh, Four-star, usually I'm about 36... 34 now, my wife's 36, level 36, we would need one other person instead of two more. But the lower the level, you would probably need two more to do a level four. A five star, you probably need five people to six, depending on what, uh, how strong the Pokemon is, uh, on how low your level is. If you're level 20 and then there's five level 20s, or there at a five-star raid, you're most likely not going to be doing enough damage to get it. So you 
when you go into a raid, you want to look at the levels of everyone and make sure they're at least in the 30s or high 20s. If everyone there is below you and you're a 26, then you, the odds are lower, unless there are several people. Like if there's a five-star raid, can have 20 people in it. If you have a full 20, you can might as well stick it out because it's probably going to happen. If you only have five people there and they're all real low, then uh, you might not want to waste the raid pass because you get a free raid pass daily. And uh, if you use it, then the next day you drive by a gym and you know you're not going to raid, go ahead and spin it on the very next day and you get another free raid pass. So now you have a raid pass that's sitting in your inventory and... Uh, basically you know you're not going to raid that day so you save that raid pass for a day you are going to raid so let's say two days after that you decide to raid so you go out and you use your free raid pass that you received two days ago and you do a raid well guess what now it's a new day and since you haven't raided in two days you can spin a gym and get a free raid pass for the day that you're on um and so thus, you, if you don't raid every day, you can always wind up on, on some days with two raid passes for free. Um, now, if you're wanting to do several five-star raids, then you would want to buy a gift box, either with by earning coins by putting your Pokemon into gyms and keeping them there, which will earn you free gold coins, which will buy, in turn, uh, store merchandise, or if you're... Someone like me who's impatient and don't want to wait and build up the money, and then you just buy the raid passes with uh, iTunes money, basically. Um, and then you can have as many raid passes as you, well, as many as you purchase at that point. So you might, I, I've wound up with like 16 right now. So I could do 16 raids in one day if I wanted to. Do I get that many in in a day? No, usually it's like two or three, but uh, if people are there raiding, it's better to have plenty of raid passes in case you want to do uh, more than one raid. Sometimes it's necessary because when you do these raids, you're battling for a certain Pokemon. You're not guaranteed to get that Pokemon, so you may do one five-star raid, and you may try to catch that Pokemon at the end, and it just not get caught. So if you only brought one raid pass and didn't buy any more or don't have access to another free one, then you would be just out of luck. You'd be like, well, I'm out. Um, and that's a little brief talk about the game itself. Uh, it is based upon how much you walk or if you drive, drive below 35 miles an hour. Um, there are certain parks where you can just drive around because there's the little trails and you just drive and you can go slow enough where you can basically spin the gems and catch Pokemon as you go. Uh, hopefully the driver is not catching Pokemon at the same time or if they are, they're very, very careful because you don't want to run over people at these parks. Um, you could walk it. Uh, some of the three-hour events, I don't see how you could uh, walk every stop. Uh, the last one I was at, you could only get this mission from every Pokestop. And once you, sp once you spawn one Pokestop, the mission was gone, so you had to find another. So I couldn't imagine walking forever trying to find another Pokestop if I was in an area where there's only one or two. So this is one time driving a vehicle would definitely come in handy. Um, 
tips for leveling, um, and I got this from my wife, and I'm not sure where she got it from, is um, you crack buy the lucky eggs in the store. They help you level. They increase. Uh, I think they double what you earn, and you get more points for evolving Pokemon. Uh, if you're in a uh, five star raid, it gives you ten thousand. Then it's automatically twenty thousand points. Uh, I could be wrong on the point scale. It could be a hundred thousand, and then it could be two hundred thousand. I I don't know. I just know whatever it drops at a five star, which I think it's ten thousand. Could be a hundred thousand. It doubles it. Um, and uh, if you're doing a lot of raids, then the lucky egg will pay off because if you do five raids, whether it be 10,000 or 100,000, and you crack a lucky egg, and uh, so you would get, you know, 20,000 five times instead of, or 100, or 200,000 five times, whichever, whichever it was. Um, you could also do it a different way. You could uh, empty out your bank or your your storage you could clear out enough to where you catch all these uh basics pokemon pidgey or pokemon light pidgey like pidgey if you catch a bunch of them and hold on to them um, they basically evolve to their second form uh pidgeotto at level at 12 candy so basically you would collect a lot of them and that's a low evolution to a second form usually it's 25 but pidgeot's 12 so basically you could crack a lucky egg and if let's say you had collected 30 pidgeys then you could evolve one at a time to pidgeotto you wouldn't want to go any further because pidgeotto to pidgeot uh is like uh 50 i think could perhaps higher uh, but you could just go evolve every pidgey to pidgeotto then you could just delete each one of those that you evolve unless you wanted to save one of them and uh, that would give you tons and tons of experience points and then that would be doubled thanks to a lucky egg being uh, involved um, these raids that you go to they're at gyms sometimes gyms are you know there's limited space and you have to get out of your car or you have to walk up to it. Um, sometimes the weather's a factor. It's too hot, too cold. It's stormy. Um, you don't want to leave the safety of your vehicle because there's weirdos over there, or, or something's weird. Well, the gyms themselves, with the raid going on, you can actually click on the gym and enter the raid while you're in close proximity. So you could drive up to it, enter into the raid, then drive you know, several feet away, not too far away. If you don't, if you drive just a little bit away, you can still be in that raid and it will not kick you out as long as you enter it first. Then, but you, I'd advise you to test this. Me and my wife, we entered into a raid and then we drove away to see how long it would take to get out of the raid. And it was a pretty big distance. We were still in that raid for a long time. Uh, long little distance and then it finally kicked us out so you could theoretically drive up to one that you normally have to get out and walk a few feet to and enter into the raid and then go and park relatively close and you'd still be in the raid uh, that comes in handy for most pokemon go players um, if you are always having trouble finding people to raid with um, if you go out on a busy day like a Saturday or a Friday, you're bound to run into people raiding at different parks and places. Um, you should 
you know, ask them, hey, um, is there a group that can join or, that, or something on Facebook or something that can tell me when you guys are raiding? And then a lot of people are friendly and they'll say, yeah, you can join this group and we'll tell you when we're raiding. Um, it's basically that easy, I'd say. You just have to put a little bit of social effort into it. Some people, like myself, I don't really like to talk too much to the people I don't know. But um, in the most part, most people who play Pokemon are generally nice. And they are all trying to help each other out and get, uh, you know, the win. The five-star raids, pretty much, you have to band together. But, um... Those are a few tips on Pokemon Go and a little bit about Pokemon Go. So I'm going to stop for a break now and we'll be right back. And welcome back. You know, my first true Pokemon experience was I had read about in the magazine. I'd read how it was taken over in Japan and how it was going to take over America. And, you know, I was a department manager of a toy department at that time. And I was like, you know, I doubt I've seen toys come and go and they have all this hype and they'll come in, they'll sell, and they'll just disappear. Uh, that takes a really special company and actual product uh, to keep going on and on and on and on, on. kind of like Power Rangers. They just, they're still here. They were out long ago, but they're still, still going strong. So I, I doubted Pokemon would be like that. So as soon as Pokemon hit the stores and it came on tv you know i basically it came into my department so i was like okay i'm gonna buy uh, this some people it's relatively unknown but i know what it is because i've been reading about it so i bought two decks me and my wife we, we learned it together and we enjoyed it it was a fun little game to play uh, i got my family playing it we we all played it it was just real fun the shows come on TV, we watched them, you know, it was pretty good, a little animated cartoon, anime, if you will, I don't know what Pokemon falls under technically, um, but it was a very interesting show to watch, you know, and I always enjoyed it, and so did, uh, if you were very, very truly, that, uh, listen to that, I'm getting all tongue-tied, if you ever truly sat down and watched an episode, that's what I was trying to say just then when I was like, but, um, if you ever truly watched it, then, you know, you'd probably enjoy one episode or two or be totally bored and just turn the channel. So, but um, I, that was pretty much my first encounter with Pokemon was learning the game. Um, and the game was on these little cards uh, that some of them in the decks, you know, everyone had. But then they released uh, booster packs, which if you're familiar with trading cards or any kind of trading card, like baseball cards, even, or Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic the Gathering, any card. When you buy a booster pack, you got a chance at rare cards. And rare cards are cards that aren't packed in every pack and are packed some like one card in every 10 or one in every 100 or one in every 1,000 packs. When you get to that rarity where you have to hunt for the card you want and keep buying no pack after pack after pack to try to get the one you want, uh, that drives the value of a card up. If I have a card that is super hard to find, could be the suckiest card in the game, then it could be up worth the 25 to $50 or higher, depending on how hard it is to find. Now... That can also be, the value can also be impacted by how good the card is. If you actually play the game and the card is a super 
good card that you could win tournaments with or win every card game with, and it's also rare, then it might not stop at the $25 to $50 mark. It might jump up to 80 because it, not only is it rare to find, but it's in demand. Everybody wants it. They want to have that card because it has a special ability or, or power. And that's one of the things of the Pokemon card game that uh, you could have. You could actually literally make a little side money uh, buying Pokemon booster packs, like buy four or five or so. And uh, you might, you know, they're like, what, three or four bucks a pack? If you get one card out of all that that is worth $50, then if you bought four packs, that's 12 bucks. Well, if they're $3, that is. They're $3 and it's about 12 bucks. So, and then you could sell the card online for about 50. So, you made your money back instantly. Or you could buy four packs and they'd all be trash and you'd not get any sales off of it because nobody wants the cards. So, that's the risk of the if you're just buying to sell in the card game industry. Uh, Pokemon itself, as the card game, is really fun to play. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to have pencils and paper or. Um, there are several different ways to play it. You get, you can win by making your opponent run out of cards. You can win by taking all six prize cards. Every time you knock out one of their Pokemon, you get one of your six prize cards. If you get all six, you instantly win. You could win if your opponent has no more Pokemon on the field. So if you kill their only Pokemon, or knock it out, should I say, then they can't, and they don't have another, then they lose. So... Pokemon can be a fun and strategic game to play and learn. If you've never tried it, or if you have played it, then you know what I'm talking about. Uh, overall, in general, you know, the Pokemon franchise, I was surprised that, you know, the longevity it had, uh, it just kept growing and growing. And at the time, even Burger King got in on it with uh, these hard plastic Pokeballs, red and white Pokeballs that came with a limited edition gold-plated Pokemon inside. You could buy the box and it had Jigglypuff, Charizard, Togepi, Poliwhirl. That might be the wrong. Maybe it's Poliwag, yeah. Uh, Pikachu. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting. Mewtwo. There you go, Mewtwo. And uh, everybody, and I think they came out really close to the Pokemon first movie. I could be wrong on that. But uh, the Pokemon craze had just hit. And uh, there were so many of those. Everybody collected them. was like, oh, these are going to be collector's uh, value. They're going to be worth tons of money. But they, they made so many, they pretty much made them worthless unless you have the whole set. You could probably sell the whole set for about 110 to $20. And that would be because you would be charging about 10 to 15 a piece for each of those. Maybe maybe it's only 10 a piece. Because I think there was a total of six or eight of them. Uh, six or eight of those. So you would still be making some money just having that whole set. But separately, they were sort of worthless because it was just everywhere. You could Anywhere you ran into it, there was a plastic Pokeball or a gold-plated coin, you know, with a Pokemon image on it. Um, it was fun because each week you'd go, uh, you know, and it drummed a business for Burger King. You would drive out there and you'd be like, okay, this week's is Poliwag. I want it. Yay, I'll buy it along with a meal. Okay, bye. And then you come back, uh, you know, the next week. Is it that? Is the new one out yet? It's like, no. Oh, okay. 
And then if you want another one, you buy another one. If not, you'd ask them when they thought the next one was coming out, and you'd drive out there and you'd buy the next one. And uh, that's they're using Pokemon to sell Burger King stuff. And it works because everybody who loved Pokemon basically ran out there and bought Pokemon merchandise from Burger King. And since you're there, you might as well get something to eat, right? <laughs> You know, I mean, you could buy them separately. They weren't required to get a meal or anything. They were a totally separate purchase. So I think they were either 5 or $10. I'm not sure. If they were 10 then they haven't aged well because they haven't. You're basically, if you sold the whole set, you were just getting your money back from purchasing them. But uh, if they were 5 you made a little money off of them, but not much. Um, with a new movie coming out soon, Detective Pikachu... With voiced by Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, I'm very curious to see all the tie-in products that'll be out and uh, what restaurants will have a Pokemon tie-in. Uh, I can't remember which one I saw. You know, it might have been McDonald's or someone that had Pokemon cards that were gonna give away. Uh, of course, if you saw the, if you see the movie, you're gonna get a Pokemon card. Um, then there's of course the new Pokemon cards themselves. Not only are they pumping out additional booster packs for you know, just their game itself. Now they have a Detective Pikachu, either a gift set or a pack that you can get with characters from Detective Pikachu movie on the cards that you can use in the game. Um, Pokemon is just a interesting franchise that continues to grow and change and probably be here for a long, long time. You know, it's been here for... Why am I saying probably? It's already been here a long time. It looks like it's not going to stop. It's still going, going, going. Hasn't died out. Kind of like another familiar set of things that I don't know too much about. The Power Rangers. I mean, if you go and look around, there are Power Ranger merchandise everywhere. You know, online and in the stores. And there's still a Power Ranger TV show. You know, and they're going strong because people just love Power Rangers. So, and... When you get a strong brand like that, it keeps uh, inventing new things and new ways to stay fresh. A lot of brands that you don't see stick around right now, just uh, they kind of stall out or get stagnant. And no one tries anything new or or they veer too far away from the fan base that loves them. Like it's like, oh, we know these people like this product for this reason. Who cares about them? Let's do this different way. And then you alienate your core and then they abandon the product so that's happened to several several different products over time um this has been a pokemon episode of the podcast uh, hopefully it's been somewhat interesting um you should really try pokemon go if you have a smartphone it's really fun and it'll get you out of the house and if you have friends that play it you'll meet up with friends that you play you might meet new friends or old friends that you didn't know you had that still play the game i ran into at least two people that i knew i never knew play pokemon and you get to hang out and have fun with them or even the pokemon card game haven't played it in a while i haven't uh pick it up try it again there might be some new tricks in it uh, i know there are some new trainer cards but beyond that i don't know much about the card game as far as how much they've changed it i'm sure uh, i think they brought ex pokemon into it and i know when they get knocked out you get two prize cards but and the reason that is that the ex pokemon are so super powerful so um it I might have to pick it up again and try it again. Uh, comes I'm an avid, more likely an avid Yu-Gi-Oh player. So right now I'm all about that. So, you know, never know. I might have to try Pokemon again. 
Um, this has been Chris, and then I will probably... Actually, as of this recording, I did rename the podcast. I'm not sure if this will fall under it. And the, the podcast is Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. And uh, hopefully that's a cool name. If not, uh, we will figure it out and change it again. But uh, for now, that's what I'm going to call it, Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. And instead of Chris, which is that's what I am, I, this is Hollywood Hank signing out. See ya.